it's a little stock. Base all, take one. It's a big old fat motherfucker called. Blazing buzzer buttons. Big rigor inspection, spatial. Under my feet. Huh? Look, with the biggest heavy band of all time. I wouldn't ask you to do a drum roll if your arm fell off. There was an incident with uh, the pyrotechnics. And Kirk! Squillions of dollars and squillions of people. How the fuck are you, Lars? Piddly wants and wills and needs. Lars Ulrich, drums and bongs. What the fuck does that mean anyway? I hate that fucking camera, man. Well, since we started. I'm talking about like a fucking live gig. You see this for, right? What really gets my dick hard? Mommy. Hey, this is Edwin Outwater, conductor and musical director of SNM2, and you're listening to And Podcast for All. Welcome back to a podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Jeff, we're going to a country tonight we have not visited in the past two years of a podcast for all, or 12 years that I've known you touring the road and touring the world. Uh, you know, it's definitely a place I would like to go, though. Very intrigued, that's for sure. It's one of those big countries. We're talking a, f- a few more square feet than what we're used to. Yeah, just a few. A little bit more on that in a bit. Before we signed on, I was just singing a song that I've never heard before. Would you like me to imitate how it goes? Shane Oroki, initiate. We're 40 seconds in, and I want you to name this tune, okay? Oh, I have to guess it? Oh, boy. I think he'll know who it is. (laughs) Two in the pink and one in the stink. (laughs) Is that uh, Panther? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I've never heard that song before. Oh, man. The good old boys in Steel Panther played with them, played a show with them. They were nice guys. A couple of years back, the song's called Shocker. If you haven't heard Shocker by Steel Panther, everyone must listen to it. Go take a listen to it. It's Don't, don't listen to it with children around. <laughs> or your wife. Yeah, or maybe your wife. You never know. It might get her in the mood. <laughs> I, like how I, I like how you knew it right away just based off the lyrics. Yeah, well, and I know the song, too. I do. Oh, you listen are up to, to speed up the shocker. I, I listen to Panther from time to time. It's not a band I can binge listen to, but that's it's one of those bands oh, where it's like it's you throw so on a catchy. couple songs just to just to hear Satchel put in a few tasty tasty riffs and yeah. <laughs> Check this out. I've been on a Metallica. I should say I've been in, not on a Metallica rabbit hole today. Checked out some of the new black box items. I never knew. That SNM one almost had fight fire with fire and wasting my hate on it. Do you know that? I did not know that, but I'm glad that those two songs were not on there. Well, let me rephrase: wasting. Think I'm glad that. wasn't on there, but to hear the intro of fight fire with an orchestra played, that would have been pretty cool. But the I song was itself, the same one, thing. 
once it actually kicked in though i don't know because you know when i go back and listen to you know, like battery it's not bad but it doesn't it doesn't really tickle my fancy with the orchestra obviously the the load and reload era and the more ballady songs for obvious reasons work better with it but yeah to hear that intro for fight fire that'd be cool that'd be really cool i was just picturing it at the end of the gods are laughing a violin goes whoa <laughs> <laughs> Or a flute or something funky like that. French yeah, but Jason, Jason was in the band at the time, so. But no, we would have got a. <laughs> His backing on Fight Fire will never be topped. No, he just, like, I, I swear he just yelled. He was just like, Arr! waste my hate on you. I can't picture that with a uh, 90 piece orchestra as Mm-mm. backing that up. No, I don't dislike that song, it but cool. it's definitely one of my lower load reload era songs. So I'm glad that that wasn't on there. But yeah, to hear that fight fire, that'd be pretty freaking pretty cool. Maybe when they do SNM three, they'll open with fight fire instead of Cthulhu. Instead of the yeah, end of the CD, they'll actually in 2039. No, no, they're they don't need to wait that long. They could do it in two years. Last week was an amazing episode, 8.8. You, me, tons of mail about you and I. Most of it good, some of it not so good. People did not like my... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, we didn't really talk about anything last week. We just fucking rambled on about nothing. (laughs) I mean, other than like the Hetfield Hetfield part, obviously, we talked about that. But everything else was just nonsense. (laughs) Do you feel how I do? There was a lot of mail about your comments on james a lot of mail on where i thought it dropped in the set was interesting i got some hate mail actually you got the hate mail. i didn't get any hate mail nobody was hating on me today or that last week no before i forget in voting for all last week no remorse just barely beat out dirty window found that interesting I was surprised. I was surprised. I definitely mm-hmm. thought that the upset would be, you know, mm-hmm. if window won, but it was not an upset. I, I was more surprised that it was that close. I kind of thought that remorse would just blow it out of the water for obvious reasons, but I, it was cool to see window hanging in there. People did not like that. I said, you deserve to get hurt if you stick around for the hurricane. <laughs> I told you. I told you. <laughs> I, I I mean, <laughs> and people did not. <laughs> people also disagreed with me that Lars Ulrich throwing out the first pitch for the last six to seven years at the Giants game is a terrible idea, and people were not a fan of Shane mentioning that. Your thoughts? It, it is a terrible idea, but you know what? Fifty Cent no longer has the worst pitch. Steve Aoki, man, I just he, saw that. That happened he, this week. And they're saying that that might take the cake over over Fiddy, over Connor, over all of them. I think you call pre- uh, pretty Steve's bad. pitch uh, ball high. Uh, <laughs> man, <laughs> that's an understatement. <laughs> he said, hey, the upper ball deck. Go up got, the net? Yeah, like for real. He's like, hey, Didn't upper deck up here. over the net? Yeah. Something. Yeah, it was like a fucking pop fly. This is not good. So maybe the people have a right to be angry with me and say, well, at least Lars got it to the catcher and didn't throw it up to the press box. This is true. Uh, as far as the other comment goes, 
listen, I guess I'll get the, I'll, I can't let you take the hate all by yourself because even though I'm not Hurricane? the one that said it, yes, I'm not the one that said it. And I did say mm. that you probably would get some hate for it. I don't disagree with you. You do have plenty of time. And if you're just sticking around waiting for it to happen, I don't think you deserve to get hurt, but if your shit gets wrecked uh, and you're there to, to deal with it, like you, you get plenty of time. You do, you do. So I, I wouldn't wish harm on someone. And I think maybe people are thinking that that's how you meant it. I don't think that's necessarily how you meant it, that you're wishing that's not harm how I on meant someone. it at all. But I mean, if you're going to play with fire, don't be surprised when you get burned. I mean, come on. If you know a hurricane's coming, don't fucking wait for it. Pack your shit up and get the fuck out of there. We'll have to ask our guest tonight if, if, if they're familiar with hurricanes or tornadoes or Maybe typhoons down there? I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that I, a bit. Maybe typhoons. I was going to say, do they get hurricanes or tornadoes? We just had a potential. Well, actually, we did have a tornado touchdown here in Minnesota within the last week. So, I mean, I deal with, you know, all sorts of shit, just not fucking <laughs> hurricanes. I'm glad you brought that up. We had two pieces of mail the day that said we did sound like stupid, boring Midwesterners talking about the weather. Didn't we used to call it the trapped under ice section? I think we did. I think we did. Trapped under well, ice weather report. I, I'm sorry that you feel that way. And I would, I'm not going to say, you know what, if you don't like it, turn it off because I don't want you to turn us off. I want you to continue listening. So we'll try not to talk about the weather as much, but come on, let's face it. Even though Shane lives in Florida, he's still a Midwesterner and it's hard not to talk about the weather. The inbox was flooded. I want to say it was a record. I'd like to read the hate mail. I'd love to read the clover mail, but there was there was literally too much this week, and we could have an entire episode just reading mail. And I don't think people want to hear that. I mean, maybe they do. Maybe they do. People, write in. Let us know. Do you want to hear us air our dirty laundry? <laughs> maybe you could smell the laundry. Sooner or later, I think you're going to be able to smell through technology. I'm serious. Smell, taste, feel. I think you're going to be able to capture a smell on your phone and text it to someone. I've thought that for about two years now. Imagine how many people are going to just rip ass into their phone and fucking send. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) 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 You know what I'm I'm talking about? I'm seriously thinking that's, that's going to be a feature sometime with the way this world's going. I sure hope not. Cause I'm people are going to send some nasty smelling shit. They sure are, but I I I think the technology is there to capture a smell, and the, the receiver will be able to know what that is through like the phone. Like let's say you're cooking something, and I can like text you what the spaghetti smells like. Mm-mm. You better call Elon with that idea. Start your own I'm social sure he's media already ahead of us. Smellogram, Centorama. Have you ever smelled vinyl? Like a vinyl record or like actual yeah. vinyl? No, like a, a piece of vinyl. Oh, like yeah. the St. Anger vinyl. Well, I haven't smelt the St. Anger one, but it probably smells pretty plasticky. What do you think it smells like coming from Walmart? Well, if it's the Walmart that's in Fridley, then <laughs> probably it's not going to smell too good because that Walmart. If it's the Walmart behind Jeff's house, it's not going to be good. Hey, that's behind the apartment I live. I don't live by that Walmart anymore. I live on the good side of the highway now. Well, Metallica decided <laughs> to release some vinyl from the load to magnetic era. Magnetic, yeah, I saw that. I got to say out of all of them. They named prob- them. 
to probably your surprise, you'd probably think that I would pick St. Anger would be my favorite one, but I got to say the Garage Ink one was my favorite out of all of them. Blue Refresh vinyl. my memory. What'd they name that one? I don't remember. They, what they all they, have names to them. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like that bluish, like light blue Oh, that was color. Fade to Blue. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I thought that one was my favorite, probably out of all of them. Your Stanger, I like the best. Some kind of orange, it's called. So Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that they decided... Yeah, they decided to give them, you know, like their like car manufacturer. Hey, here's the official color. Here's your Baltic Sea green. <laughs> here's your burnt sienna load vinyl. Metallic P. Yeah, metallic P. Antarctic blue. Garage ink. Fade to blue. <laughs> <laughs> I want my old record back. <laughs> yeah, right. Look, I'm just as upset as you are. <laughs> I know what happened. It didn't come in. <laughs> Never gets old. You ready to go down south of the equator? We're going to Brazil tonight since we held everyone in suspense for the last 11 minutes. I wonder how many people were trying to figure out, all right, where are they talking about? They don't know if they have hurricanes or typhoons or tornadoes. Oh, man, it must be Timbuktu. It must be just outside of Sao Paulo, Brazil. And this is an awesome week because I'm still at home from my my secret location bunker, so I, it's good to get back to the bread and butter and have a guest on tonight, because you and I have been doing a lot of babbling, bro. We have been doing a lot of babbling, and I'm looking forward Ooh. to this. Brazil is somewhere that I've always wanted to visit. You know, me and my UFC, a bunch of fighters I like are from from Brazil, so someday I want to go check it out. What's up with all of them coming from Brazil and not Fridley? And not Fridley, I don't know. I think the jiu-jitsu is a little bit better down there. All right, here we go. Season 8, Episode 9 from just outside Sao Paulo, Brazil, Mr. Michelle Corey. What's up, Michelle? Hey, what's up? Thank you for having me on this very good episode. Dude, Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for being a fan, Michelle. Thanks for writing in and wanting to come on the show. We understand you're fresh off of just seeing some South America shows. Oh, my goodness. It was crazy. Uh, I got the black ticket. I got the Dream No More Ooh. experience. So I've been waiting for that for three years during this fucking COVID pandemic season. So you can imagine how how motivated I was three weeks ago. Michelle, that's awesome. So the the black ticket, go to as many shows as you want, and then also the Dream No More experience, which is what I believe the hardwired experience used to be. In fact, I got the black ticket, but when I was in San Francisco for the SNM2. And I saw the Dream No More experience with meeting Rich available. Uh, I didn't have any doubt to to get it. So I I spent nice. a, I spent a lot of money on that. <laughs> was it worth it? Oh yeah, every single cent. You know, the experience was awesome. the experience. Even this podcast uh, chat is for me is to close the the big moment I had in my life. Wow, that. That sums it up right there, people. It's a memorable experience. I I don't think I'll ever forget mine. I can totally understand where you're coming from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so how many shows on the tour? So we had six shows starting in Chile and Buenos mm-hmm. Aires, Argentina, and then four shows in Brazil. But due to uncertainty in Chile, I didn't want to, to go and because it was supposed to be canceled. The venue was uh, in, in some building, so they for right. the last minute they they got changed 
So I was very upset and uh, on how to handle and arrange my stuff to go to Chile. So I started in Argentina. So that first show was at a venue like the size of Jeff's basement. And then they said, oh, no, no, no. We need to find a new building for this. That's right. Hey, my basement's right. pretty big. <laughs> Jeff, you could fit a couple dressing rooms and a barricade down there. There we go. That's all you need. Practice. Like, where are we going to put that inflatable M and A at down here? <laughs> I'll just put those over the washer and dryer. They'll fit. Yeah, just right there. We got plenty of room. So you skipped Santiago and then went to Buenos Aires? Oh, yes. Uh, and then I, you saw every show for the rest of the run, Michelle? And all of them, all the five shows, I got the, the rail. I mean... Holy cow. Yeah, it was pain in the neck because 10 hours in the line, arriving the the venue at 8 a.m., all it was wow. crazy, man. I, I'm 42, you know, so if I was... <laughs> 18 was easier, but you know, it's, it's special. It's all about passion. That is extra special. Jeff, imagine for five shows, you stood in line for a total of 50 hours to be on the rail. Could you do it? No, I could not. That's way too much waiting. <laughs> and I'm a very patient and, man. And you're not 42 either. I'm not 42, but that's too much standing. Hell, after the Jovi concert, I stood for two and a half, three hours, and my uncle's like, man, <laughs> he's like, I can't do this like I used to. I'm like, what? I'm like, I can only imagine how you're feeling because I'm in my late 20s. And I was like, God damn, I can't stand any longer. Yeah, but you were standing for the concert, not standing in line to get rail. Exactly. So he stood in line and then stood for the concert. So, I mean, that deserves a golf clap. Wow. Big golf clap. Good for you, Michelle, man. Good for you. Wow. You know what I've noticed is South, South America and Central America crowds are crazy. Man, I got to tell it, you. Yeah. It's like a it's like a different level, isn't it, Michelle, compared to North America and maybe some Europe crowds. It, down there it's just the more got, appreciative. You got to have some bruises and and be bumped up from being on the rail for 5 nights cuz I bet there was some serious action going on down there. <laughs> You know what? Uh, I just compare uh, this crowd with uh, Slayer crowd when I went to Big Four in Indio, California, 2011. Okay. So the, the, the crowd from Slayer is the, the most crazy. But here in Argentina, it, the guys were, were totally crazy, man. I, I got the rail. Uh, it was like a, 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 the, the most important thing in your life when you get there. You can imagine, but when the the show starts with whiplash, you realize that something wrong will happen with your body, because mm -hmm. it's like uh, you are in the middle of the ocean, and the <laughs> waves start pushing you to the to the stone. So it was the same thing. So when I start, the, I was in the rail, but two, three or four songs later, I was in the sixth in the line. People oh, pushing. So you lost your rail spot just from the just from the action. I lost that. Wow! It never happened before. I got the rail in other in other concert, but Argentina, man, it's not comparable with the Brazilian because Brazilian, of course, they are also very motivated guys. But Argentina, I'm not sure because Argentina had just one concert, and Brazil we had four. So. 
I think they were very uh, anxious to to have this concert. So when you went from the rail to about six people back, were there were there times where you were totally off the ground and you couldn't even control where you're going? You know what? I I couldn't even grab my cell phone to take picture. <laughs> people was pushing, pushing, pushing. People above sure. my head, and I even got a, a knee in my head. I never got this kind of thing before, you know. So, and James Hetfield, I, I, I realized that he was a little bit worried about what's happening because he was looking, playing and looking what's happening in the front line. So it was very dangerous. He was paying attention. He wasn't going to let no Travis Scott shit go down at his concert. He's like, if people go that. down, I'm going to make sure they get back up. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah, and I was praying that uh, some ballads like Fate to Black, Unforgiven, Nothing Else Matters start to play <laughs> just to take a rest, you know? So It's like, no, don't play No Remorse. I want to hear Low Man's lyric just so I can get my balance and get back on my feet. So the real question is, so, you know, we had our In Voting for All last week, uh, No Remorse, Dirty Window. Which Which side of the fence are you going for? Great question. Well, I, I love I love No Remorse. Dirty Window, I had seen Jay Center, so it was not a, a surprise for me, although okay. I love it. It's the, mo- the, 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 the greatest song that I think in instant anger. But No oh, wow. Remorse, yeah, No Remorse was a big surprise. It was played in Porto Alegre, if I'm not wrong. Yes. You know, a lot of concerts, it's difficult to remember which song was played in each concert, so... Well, yeah, when you go five nights in a row, that's that's a lot of set list to keep track of. That is a yeah, lot. A lot yeah. of a lot of airports, uh, junking food, and of course, I have family. <laughs> I, I cannot forget that I have a wife, two kids, so I had to take care of them. I was re- in, remotely, so it was it was. Hey, I com- I completely I completely understand, man. There's a big reason why I don't do a lot of traveling for concerts, and that's because you know, the wife and the kids and, you know, it gets, it gets tough. So I think that's awesome that you were able to get out there and do that. And especially for some really iconic shows. Listen, when, when I was dating my, my wife, I, at the beginning, I told her, I have a second family. I have a second passion. It's not another woman. It's another band. It's a band. (laughs) And that I started listening to when I was 11. So it's a life. It's a journey, a big journey. So she respects that, and I appreciate that, because it's not easy for a wife to to get if get off the the husband for two weeks. Aww. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. Well, well said, Michelle. Honey, I have a new love. Please respect me. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm gonna say it just like that, honey. I was talking to Michelle last night just outside of Sao Paulo, and he made me realize something. I have another love in my life, and I hope you're okay with it. Hey, you know, I'll tell you what. If Metallica didn't play so many greatest <laughs> hit sets here in the States, uh, I'd be willing to travel around my country to see them, but it wouldn't be worth it to hear literally like the same song over and over again. You get some rare stuff down there. It's like, why do they always pull out the rare shit when they're in foreign countries? Well, foreign for Americans, I should say. Uh, you know, when it comes to the American set list, I mean, we, we all know what their North America arena tour looks like. It's a very greatest hits. You know, you get a couple 
rare ones, you know, one in every five or six shows. But for the most part, I just want you to wake Amanda up tomorrow and just and record this for our Instagram live and say, <laughs> sweetie, I have a new love. You can thank Mr. Corey from Brazil. <laughs> Hopefully she will understand. Oh, she's very understanding, right, Jeff? I mean, she can be. Yeah. At, at moments at moments <laughs> just like just like any woman <laughs> and, and, and you know what when i got married with caroline uh the the song that i joined the church was the exodus of gold so oh, wow yeah so wow so you can imagine how important this band is for me that that and, yes definitely i thought you're gonna say sweet caroline whoa da, whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> I was waiting for it too. No, I, he's got a lot better. When you join the church to the ecstasy of gold, the, nothing no more needs to be said about your love of Metallica. That yeah. that's um, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I told this to Lars. Uh, my my relation with this band deserves a book written, and he said, "Oh, let's write a book together." So I told, oh, "You want to write a book?" You know, down here in Brazil, you know, there's a lot to cover. I think we could do it, huh? I think it would be a total mind fuck, you know? People would really just eat that shit up. They'd just be turning the pages going, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> just looks so fucking good. When's a book done? <laughs> <laughs> so, Michelle, the dream no more is the meet and greet package now with kirk lars and rob correct that's correct yeah in 2010 i got the i was lucky that i got the lottery in 2010 with mr james hatfield nice i here in sao paulo uh but uh, you know what i i respect the fact that james is not coming but mm -hmm. I, I didn't miss him. i didn't miss james hatfield because the other guys are were too cool too nice so it, it what city was this in? Well, uh, I, I started by talk with uh, Lars, who came first. I was asking, what city did the uh, Dream No More in, happen uh, Sorry, in? sorry. It was in Belo Horizonte, the last show. Okay, the last show. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, because the other part, the other cities were unavailable. So okay. I, at least I, as I knew that I get the, the black tickets, I... The, the, the venue was not an issue. You had more laminates than crew members. You're like, here's my black ticket. Here's my access. Well, here's uh, my dream no more. I have a lot of wristbands. I have a lot of wristbands. <laughs> you know what? I, I saw one of the crew had the all-access badge. It's mm -hmm. uh, really nice. And I was in the rail. And I took a picture of the all-access badge. And the guy said, no, come on. You can't do that. Well, he just didn't like take, that. and he wanted the security guy to to collect my cell phone. Like, come oh on. wow! Yeah, come on! I just took a picture. If wow! Yeah, and then he came to me and and I show him. I'm gonna delete this picture in front of you, so no stress, okay? And then he, okay. So wow! Uh, yeah, just uh, I just want to have another kind of badge in my my collection, you know. I get it. Jeff, don't be taking pictures of laminates at shows. You got that? I got my own laminates. I'm good. I, I know you really want to rage against the machine all access pass, but don't take a picture of it. I'll try and keep my phone in my pocket. I'll try and contain myself. Jeff's <laughs> going to get a black ticket all access 
I said that wrong. Jeff's going to get a black ticket to Rage Against the Machine so he can go to all 20 shows next year and see them. Whoo, all 20 shows. Awesome. I'm going to meet and, I'm going to be meet and greet. I'm going to I'm going to be up front. You know, all that that's worth standing in line to get on the rail for for Rage. For Rage. Yep, I'm there. We all know how much you love Rage. We, we get it. We know you're going to be there. I I'm raging. I'm fuming right now. Tom Morello is waiting for you stage left. Next. So Michelle James or Lars Kirk and Rob walk in. Is the setting inside? Is it in the stadium? Is it outside? What what's kind of the setup when they walk in? Uh, it was behind. It was a room inside the stadium because Mineirão is the soccer stadium, and okay. uh, the security guys took us behind the the, the stage. And but first they they took us on the stage to take picture because you know uh, there was a changing in the package, which, which was also a, a pain because James at the beginning when I bought the package was in the mid meeting greet and okay and then they send an email by saying he is not coming and uh, afterwards uh, one month prior to the show. They sent another email saying that the snake pit was no longer in the in the layout of the stage. Oh, the snake pit. Yeah, they removed the snake pit, but to compensate that, they would take us on the stage and nice. took and took us uh, to the middle field of the, in the middle of the crowd at the same level as the the sound board and the the the, the light control. Table. Sure. So it was amazing, man. This part, I, I, I was pissed off because I, I bought the, the package to stay close to the band. So suddenly they removed me from the from close then to go to the middle. So, but the sound was perfect. the The view was terrific, man. It was all the effects, all the the the, the fires. So it was an amazing experience. So you watch the entire show from like the soundboard kind of elevated level to look over everyone. A little bit, yeah. I, I was above above the crowd. That's not bad. No, that's not view, bad at all. The view was perfect. So I, I now I appreciate that. But of course, I I do like to go to the snake pit. It was would be fantastic. Yeah, maybe again. Never know. Yeah, but you know what happened in Curitiba? That a baby was born there. <laughs> that's right. Jeff and I forgot. I was actually I actually wanted to mention that last week and then Jeff and I started talking about Teslas and tornadoes. A baby is born not just during the Metallica show, Jeff, but during Enter Sandman. Your thoughts. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> the baby's gross? No, the baby's not gross, but giving birth in an outdoor show or you know to en- to enter Sandman is <laughs> enter the world. I thought it was fitting. It is fitting. No, it is fitting. Um, I mean, that's that's then, de- that's dedication, man. I mean, Metallica fans—they've got the most dedicated fan base for sure. I mean, who who does that? And Good then I them. believe the next day, James called them and congratulated them. That's correct. That part I mean, was amazing. When you give birth during the concert, the least Uncle Jim can do is, you know, get on, get on the old horn. If if you had a song to bring a child into the world with, which which one would it be? 
any song but Enter Sandman. I, I, I knew you were going to diss Sandman, but the word enter in there was very fitting, I thought. It is very fitting. I agree. But the Sandman is, he's not a good person. He's a bad man. He's the boogeyman. <laughs> you, have a, you have until the end of the show to think of a song for the most ultimate childbirth in the first aid tent. It probably shouldn't. It probably shouldn't be last caress. Thought <laughs> of that quick. Oh, you have until the end of the show. You've been warned. I've been warned. All right, I'll have something. Okay, Michelle, tell us about Lars Kirk and Rob. All right, before I go to Lars Kirk and Rob, uh, I, in Curitiba was also very special because uh, just beside me in the rail, there was a guy. There was a 14-year-old boy, autistic. Okay. And uh, he, his, father, his father was very upset because it was the very first time in the rail. And he was upset about the crowd. And, uh, of course, I informed the, the firefighters in front of me that there was an out because we don't know what the reaction would be. True, if, true. You know? So, at the end, all the security guys, all the firefighters was very close to this this spot to protect this guy. I, I, I thought it was awesome, man. It was, and, the, the, and his father was start to cry. It was a dream. So, they stood in line for 10 hours not knowing how crazy the rail would, the rail would be. Yeah, yeah. He was there. And the firefighters stepped up and totally protected this 14-year-old? Yeah. That's it awesome. Was, it was awesome. And all the Brazilian militia, you know, I, I, I'm a member of the local captor called Brazilian militia. Nice. They, yeah, they are very fanatic. And, uh, and my my salutation for these guys, and they are very passionate. Uh, the head is Thiago. So, say, uh, hello, Thiago. And uh, I'm pretty sure that this guy also took care of this this little boy. And uh, nice. I appreciate that as well. So, Metallica family, especially the Brazilian militia, stepping up and really taking care of this guy's first show. Surely, yeah. So, talking about the the, the conversation with the guys, as I said, in 2010, I was my first, but this one was I was very more calm, not emotional, as the first time. I prepared myself to talk to the guys. And the first guy, as I told you, was Mr. Lars Ulrich. And uh, as I said, uh, ah, in Sao Paulo, I got his drumstick. Nice. So two, two days before, I got the drumstick, and I took him to in Belo Horizonte. And he said, oh, I was missing this. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> this exact one. How did you know? <laughs> so I said... In the fourth anniversary, he also handed me the drumstick, and the night, the night number two, and and the guy behind me offered one thousand bucks for this drumstick. What? <laughs> yeah. At the Chase Center, someone offered you a thousand bucks for the drumstick. <laughs> All right, Jeff, you get a drumstick in the front row. A thousand dollars comes over your shoulder. What do you do? <laughs> Here you go, sold. Sold. <laughs> you know, it's funny because sold to the man in the black t-shirt. <laughs> right. Amanda just went to with her sister. She went and saw it was, I think, some 41 simple plan and set it off at the myth. She went and saw it uh this past wow. week. That's a small venue. It's a pretty small venue, yeah, for especially some 41. For, th- for three bands like that? Right. Um 
the drummer for Simple Plan threw the the drumstick out and she caught it. And then she went home with him. Yeah, yeah. She went home to to my house where I am here with him. She said, "Hey, <laughs> meet him." And he he brought me a drumstick as well. <laughs> See, just like Michelle said, I have another love, and she totally understood. <laughs> right. <laughs> it came full circle in thirty five minutes on a podcast for all I love. There it. we go. There we go. <laughs> but Amanda Short, how did she catch the drumstick? I don't know. Got lucky. She got a vertical leap. She was jumping. You know, maybe she can play basketball. I'll have to, we have a Better basketball hoop now. We have a basketball hoop now, so we'll what? find out. Yeah, so next time you come over, you're going to have to shoot some hoops. Is it in the driveway where I can put on a full Michael Jordan 23 show? I mean, you could definitely get some some vertical action there for <laughs> sure. For sure, yes, is, it is. Is the hoop on a pole or is it on the garage? It's on a pole. Oh. Yeah. I, I can't dunk on it. I can dunk on garage hoops, but not... Not standard ten footers. Uh you might be surprised. He could probably. Is it adjustable? It is adjustable. Oh, so we can lower it like I'm in fourth grade and just throw it down all night. It's down at its lowest level right now for the young <laughs> kids, so they can play. So it's at like six, 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 five. Yeah, I can just put my hand up and just touch it. You know, like kids watching them trying oh. to dunk. I'm like, hey, watch this. Let me put my hand in the rim. So I can do a true Dominique Wilkins windmill on a six foot rim. There you go. We're going to get it in slow motion and post it on Apfa. <laughs> I might come up there next week just to play some ball in your driveway. Summer nights featuring Apfa oh. and basketball in SLP, Minnesota. So, Michelle, a thousand bucks for the drumstick. And I'm guessing you told this dude no. I told him that. And he even asked me, let's let's make, let's open a business with this. So, I, I throw <laughs> and you. The, the and the drums. bidding will start at a thousand. Keep it up. Keep yeah, it going. Keyword. You know, he even wow. he even asked me if he I he if I wanna his help on his uh, to trade with the drumstick, and I said no, no way. Shane, he, would you sell the drumstick? Yeah. Just so I just so I'm clear, he offered you like an iPhone for the stick. Yeah, and I said and a thousand dollars. No way. No way. Would you sell no, for a thousand dollars, Shane? Personally, me, yes, yes, but that's me looking over at my shelf right now with nine sticks rolling on it. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I have nine Easton sticks, so I I think I could part with one with one of them, right? So for the guy <laughs> that was offering him a thousand dollars, my co-host has a couple of them that maybe he might be willing to part. We like I said, we'll start the bidding at a thousand. Nine sticks, you must buy all nine of them, and it starts at 5000 a stick. 5000 a stick? And podcastforall at gmail.com. <laughs> what about five grand for all nine of them? Um, How about eight of them, and so you can keep one? I have to think about it. I mean, five, that's, a decent, that's a decent chunk of change. I, I, I know where Michelle's coming from, that you fight so hard to get to that. Get you it. don't know if it's ever going to happen again. That right. Sticks are cherished a lot more than picks are because ed- anyone can leave with a handful of picks every night. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. I know Lars; he, he has a very select few that he throws out, and if you're lucky to get one of them, then you definitely want to hold on to it. I could part. I could part with half of them right now. I'll I'll tell you that. Fair enough. F- for the low low price of eighty nine thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars. <laughs> 
or or a classic, you know, white and black Tama from from the Black Album era. I'm kind of looking for a green sparkle, to be honest with you. Oh, there you go, my dude. If you a get green the green anger sparkle, if you get the green sparkle, will you bring it out live? I would tour an entire year if I had a green sparkle in the road case. Yes, fuck yeah, hell yeah. Yes, I hope that I, ha- I, I, I hope that happens. Shane, you're driving a new Tesla Plaid. Yeah, I sold five drumsticks. Got myself a green <laughs> sparkle and a plaid out of it. Yeah. <laughs> House is paid off. New car, all for five Eastons. Five, yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right, back to uh, back to Michelle's dream. No more. Lars signs the stick. I sure hope so, Michelle. Oh yes, he did. He signed it, and awesome. uh, I also uh, asked him to sign a photo that was taken by Brett Murray, the photographer okay. of Metallica in Porto Alegre. There is a very nice shot. Uh, me in the crowd in the front line doing something like this. I think I was looking to James. It was very nice. And I, I printed in a poster size. And wow. the guys were crazy for the picture. And It's even- pretty cool you can go to a show five days before another show and have a professional poster printed out for them to sign. And, and you're in it just from a couple nights ago. That's, that's pretty a, rare. That's really cool. Yeah, because I, I saw a lot of people asking to sign uh, CGs, folders, uh, photos. But this time I want to do something different. Yeah, sure. some, and, something uh, personal too. And, and, and even... Yeah, like a piss rubber. And even Kirk, Kirk Hammett... <laughs> Uh, wrote, I love this. That's in cool. The, in the poster, yeah. Very and cool. uh, Lars wrote, Corey, my brother. So it paid all the all the money I spent with this tour, man. I'm surprised Lars didn't like circle you on there, like circled a bunch of times and then write <laughs> something you, goofy. Yeah, like, Wanna? all right, we're, we're gonna point him out, make sure everybody knows it's him. Hashtag Wanna. So it was, it was, and 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 the most important part of the conversation with Lars, I handed him uh, a letter from my my son, ten thousand ten years old son, and he he draw Lars sitting in the drums drum kit, and saying that's right, and uh, he Hell said yeah. my dream is my dream is to go to a Metallica concert in a rail like my father does. You are my favorite drummer, and wow. Lars saying that's right. And afterwards, after the meeting greet, Lars posted this letter in the I saw Instagram. That. Yeah, it was oh, my that's right. I I saw that. That's your kid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh, dude. <laughs> Michelle, that is so cool. That's epic. The light bulb just came out. I did see him post that. Yeah, he went on and on about it and then was snapping his finger. That's right. That's right. Check this out, everybody. And said three times the name of my son. Vinicius. 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 That's right. Wow. Now I'm saying that's right. Yeah, right. That's pretty epic right there. It doesn't get any bigger than that. That's cool. Michelle, congratulations. Oh, man. I even cried when I saw that. And also my daughter. That is so cool. That's the ultimate shout out. My daughter did the same for Jessica Miller. And she also posted that. I saw saw that as well. Now Now it all makes sense. Holy cow. On both of their Instagrams. That's cool. Cool. So it was very, it's more than dream no more. 
yeah, that now I see why you got every penny's worth, not every dollar worth. That is that is that is special. We should have the screenshot of Lars and Jessica's posts as part of the collage. I was just going to ask him because that was on his storyline. Were you able to get the video of it? I got the video. I have here. I have the pictures. Okay, cool. So, like a screenshot where we can see that it says Lars. Like That'd be cool as part of the, that the episode cool. collage to have in there. I'm going to send you. Send like the the screenshot. If you can send the video somehow. I don't know I, how you got the video, but please send it to us. I, I, I send you everything. Okay, cool. Wow, that's cool. So, man, it was fantastic because I, I didn't know. I, I, the guy w- which was with me in the Dream No More, in the meeting greet said, oh, you are the father of Vinicius. Yes, I am. Oh, man, you are a lucky <laughs> really? guy. How did you know that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and who the fuck yeah, are you? Why do you, know, why do you know his name? <laughs> yeah. How do you know my kid's name? This is creepy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize at that time. So he said, no, Lars just posted wow. the, his Michelle, Instagram. That's so. awesome. That, that is, is awesome. So cool. That's cool as hell. It's so cool knowing that Jeff and I have never met you, but 10 days ago as I'm sitting in my pool scrolling through Instagram, seeing Lars post, you know, child's artwork. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's so cool about this. Yeah. So that's why I wanted You're to... You're the guy. You, you, I wanted to be here in this podcast to let every Metallica fan that these guys are amazing. It's not because they just play pretty well, but as a woman being, they are very nice. Oh, you couldn't have, I couldn't have said mm-hmm. it better myself. That that's an amazing experience, especially for your kids. They must have just oh. been on cloud nine. Oh I, I didn't know because I was not with them at the time, but my wife told me that Vinicius was walking on the cloud, you know. Who oh, who was like, who was on cloud nine higher? You or the kids? <laughs> yeah, daughter or dad? <laughs> all of us, all of us. Right? How about Kirk and Rob? Well, Kirk, I started by saying that uh, I met in San Francisco, Mister Ross Hoffin. Mm-hmm. He was in the Apple Store buying some stuff, and I I approached him and uh, I told him that I I was very uh, fan of his job. And uh, he was very nice with me. Uh, he even offered a coffee for me in his hotel. Wow. And also he invited me to join the Q&A session in South San Francisco, in the Takeover San Francisco. Oh, sure. Did you go to that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Oh, yeah. And he signed my, bo- my book. And uh, the, the curious fact that I told to Kirk was that during the, the line that I was waiting for signing, uh, he was. He stopped the line. He stopped signing everybody because someone called him, and he was talking like ten minutes, and everybody waiting in the line. And I asked it to the the person that was uh, assisting him, who Ross is talking with? Is it Mr. Ozzy Osbourne? And he said, No, this is this is Kirk Hammett. Oh. That explains it. Yeah, so that explains the pause. Yeah, and I told I told it to I told it to to Kirk, and he, Kirk said, "Oh, Ross never told me about this." <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, you're holding this up for ten minutes. So uh, it was a very interesting fact that I want to to share with Kirk, and also we talked about Hawaii because I went to Hawaii 2018, and he told me that the, the place that I went, uh, Big Island, is not that cool as Oahu. 
So I I don't know if you guys have been Hawaii before, but I can't compare. He said Oahu is better than the Big Island. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but he's just judging that and where he lives. I think. Yeah, if I there's a little bit I of like biasness. This. The Big Island's got all the you know the volcano national parks and it's gorgeous. Yeah, these are his. Well, but it's just a matter of opinion. But also, I told him about uh, the eye contact he does with us in the crowd that I, I like it. He's smile all the time and I appreciate that to him. I show him the picture we took in 2010 together and he was wearing the the sunglass and he said, mm, I was wearing sunglasses so maybe I was hang hangover. Oh, hungover? <laughs> hungover. He wasn't wearing the purple Converse shoes. And he said he, he's not drinking alcohol anymore. He's vegan. Yeah, he's feeling pretty well right now and i i appreciate he's in a good shape i think they're all in good shape and they're in really good playing shape right now in my opinion yeah, i watched he... some tour videos this week from all the shows that you were at and i think they're pretty damn good they're, they're, i think i don't want to say a well well-oiled machine but it it's a very tight show compared to this time last summer or last fall like you watch one from santiago you watch uh, Clover and and what was the other videos? Creeping Death, Blackened, even the No Remorse video. That shit was spot on. Yeah, I mean, Window sounded pretty good. Yeah, Window. Yeah, even Window. And that's a song, a song they don't even play very much. Yeah, they've played it. They've played it twice in in the last f- 10, 15 years, and it sounded really good. It sounded really good. Just gotta uh, turn that snare off. Yeah, I know there was something missing there. <laughs> it's like that snare sounds way too tight, Jeff. It sounds way too good. It needs to it needs to bong a little bit more. Michelle mentioned that Ross Helfen was a gentleman towards him. Too bad Ross wasn't that way towards our email that we sent him, Jeff. Yeah. I was gonna say something about that, but then I decided not to. I was like, I should probably just Maybe I caught him on a bad day. That happens. I've got bad days where I'm just like, leave me alone. No, I no. don't want to come on your silly little podcast. I have to buy Michelle a coffee in the hotel here. I think he thinks he's better than us. He's above us. He said, I've taken more black and white photos than you have. He's taken more black and white photos than I've probably seen black and white photos in my life. And taken combined. And mine. Right. <laughs> you know those Rubbermaid storage bins that you like slide under your bed? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've I, I seen, put them out in my garage, but not my bed. Like the clear rubber maids for like your kid's shit and like, you know, just storage tubs. Yeah. I've seen a picture of Ross's storage and he has bins from floor to ceiling of like the old school black and white like slides for a slide projector. Yeah. Just for just for Metallica. Think of the things we haven't seen. Just think if Halfin was on Hoarders, bud, clean it out. It's called a hard drive. <laughs> Get it together, man. Yeah, but when you have that many slides, you, there's no converting that to digital. It's it's too late. It's not too late. He hires a crew. If Jay Leno can have a crew that works on his 9,000 cars, then Halfin can hire some people to start transferring you know, from the cassette world over to the digital world. I know it's not literally cassette, but. Close enough. 
close enough. I love on hoarders when the person who's the hoarder <laughs> says, oh, I don't have a problem. And then the 1-800-GOT-JUNK truck shows up. Yeah, and you're seeing them crawl through <laughs> the house, but at the ceiling, because they're crawling, they crawled yes. up, you know, like eight feet, and now their head is bonking the ceiling, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, I don't have a problem. This is, I swim through shit every day. And the kids are like, mom, you have to get rid of this recliner. There's mouse droppings in it, and there's mold in it. And she's like, no, I'm going to refurbish it someday. <laughs> this is a health hazard. You're breathing in mold. Well, I like the smell of it. Oh, it's fine. I'll I'll clean it one day. The How come Lord, you don't have any running water? Oh, the I good Lord's going to come here. and take me at some time. When it's my time, it's my time. <laughs> There's no running water. How do you go to the bathroom? Oh, this hardware pail. Yeah, the, the bucket, the <laughs> Home Depot paint bucket. The orange Holy bucket. Cow. <laughs> it's not funny, but it is. I could I could talk about hoarders for an entire week. That show I have is to admit I've up. seen I've probably seen 80% of those episodes. And we just compared health into a fucking bucket shitter. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. That was not my, that was not my intent at all. Whoops. Hey, well, maybe he should have come on the show then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. We're all about laughs here on in podcasts for all. It's great laughter. I've <laughs> tried. I have to tell you my health and history. Is that okay, Michelle? All right. I've I've tried to have a conversation with Ross probably f- probably five times, and it it just doesn't happen. He does not have the time of day for a regular fan outside of security just walking around. So to hear that he was that cool in the shell that shocked me. It's because you're an American fan, so he's got no time for you. <laughs> That that I mean that I very well could be it, it. But... <laughs> and I've been obviously most respectful to have a small chat with him. This is well before the podcast or wanting him on the show, just having to say hello for a, a minute or two. Yeah, and he's always been like, "Yeah, whatever, gotta go." And it's like, okay, yeah. Well, next time you see Never him, had say, good luck with him. Just be like, "Okay, bucket shitter." <laughs> yeah, uh huh. You heard? What I'm I... from Brazil. <laughs> you heard what I just said? You shit in a bucket, don't you? I'm from Brazil. Buy me a coffee. It works. He's like, oh, shit. He might fucking tie me up and put me in a (laughs) rear naked choke or something. (laughs) He sees you and he's going to say, oh, shit. He's going to ask me for an autograph or ask me for Lars's address. (laughs) I already have that address. He said, oh, no, not you. Not you again. (laughs) Ross, I know you're listening. So to put this to rest, just just come on the show. It's just that easy. And podcast for all at gmail.com. It's that easy. I mean, we love your pictures and respect your work. So we just want to come on and praise you. (laughs) Yeah. If you want me to invite him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let's have Michelle reach out to Ross. (laughs) He's got Ross on speed dial now. He was probably like, hey, you know what? Next time I'm in the area. Yeah. He gets him a coffee. He invites him to that that private Q&A in Frisco during the takeover weekend. He's going to remember him. So I think Michelle should just be our booking agent. I think Michelle is probably friendlier than we are. Maybe he's more approachable <laughs> than we are. I think I think that's what it's all about. Michelle, anything else you want to tell us about your five-day amazing black ticket experience, let alone being on Lars and Jessica Miller's Instagram for your kids? That's, that is badass. I know there's got to be more because we're, we're going to put you on the spot here in a second. Ooh, Jeff's got some, some deep questions coming up. Well, that's a, a deep question. Are we going to cast ballots tonight? 
uh, I wasn't going to go quite there yet, but I was going to, I was going to get into the controversial question. And unless that would had, be... Well, unless Michelle has something to add about the meet and greet. I, I, I talked also with Rob Trujillo. And uh, I, again, I, I gave an, another piece of paper that my son wrote to him by saying he was the most funny guy of the Metallica band. Nice. And also he appreciated and wanted to take a picture with the photo, with the, the, the letter and with me. He was a very nice guy. But I, I didn't talk too much because I was in shock with Lars and Kirk. Lark, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, after know. that, that's, that's but, tough to follow. But also I appreciate him for playing with Ozzy. I asked him how Ozzy was doing and he said he's not very... He, he He's still singing well, but in terms of health, he's not that he, good. He's looking a little crusty. I'm thinking that I don't know if he's going to make it back out on tour. And I love Oz. I do. All utmost respect. But he's starting to, starting to fall apart a little bit. But, I mean, after all, he is like 140. So, at some point, it's like, Oz, just enjoy retirement. You don't need to, you don't need to give us any more. You've done enough. Enjoy. And lastly, I asked him, okay, Rob, just between you and me, when you're going to release the new records? And he, <laughs> said, he said, we are recording already. And I asked one year, two years, and he said, soon. Soon? Soon. So not sure how soon it is for Metallica. But seven years. Seven years, maybe. <laughs> If I ever meet Rob, I'm going to ask him about the mustache. I'm going to say, so Rob, how long until we can see the mustache make an appearance again? And if you do decide to grow it out, would you ever consider doing the promo picks for the new album with that thick stash? Jeff has always been wrapped up on that stash. I think it's hilarious, and I think it's the only way. It's Rob's stash from now on. He needs to keep it. All right, Jeff, you have one question for rob when you meet him one of these days and that's you're going to be your go-to question swear to god if i meet him i'm going to say would you ever would you ever consider bringing the porn stash back that would be the question i'd (laughs) ask him because i can guarantee you i almost guarantee you that no one has ever asked him about the porn stash (laughs) so yeah (laughs) that's how i'd finish it off i'd say rob porn stash That's, I would bring that pic- question because he, he would, that would be the top question of his day, probably. Oh, guaranteed, probably of the decade. I would even ask Larry <laughs> if I could print out the picture of him singing, fucking fu- or yeah, fight fire with fire, and I'd Rob have Rob sign it. S and M one version. <laughs> uh, uh, Rob seems like a nice guy. His I, I didn't watch the whole episode, but I saw uh, clips from him being on doc coils podcast and he just seems like such a oh i forgot to bring that up the the x-man podcast with doc coil yeah he just seems like such an awesome interview upstanding guy again i didn't listen to the whole entire thing but i did hear some of it and man i would he'd be the easiest one to talk to that's for sure out of the four guys did you hear the part about the audition and sleeping at Lars's house yeah yep (laughs) and doc's like so tell us how'd you get the gig and he's like well, I was drunk. <laughs> sounded like our bass player. Like Pizzle. I was about to say, sounded like Pizzle. <laughs> well, that's probably why Pizzle uh, relates well, with Rob I so I was well. drunk. <laughs> and when he said that in the interview, I thought he was joking. And as the interview went on, I'm like, 
Oh shit, he was, he was really serious. Fucking hung over. He was serious. He well, was drunk. I was drunk. <laughs> as soon as I heard that, I'm like, that was soul pizzle. Oh man, too many cervezas. Oh. I think he had some crown at Lars's joint. That amongst other things, who knows what Lars was doing at that time. I mean, that was still the early two thousands. He was having a good old time. Great. Great interview. Doc Coyle, X-Man podcast. That was Doc's uh, 200th episode, by the way. Check it out if you can. Good old Doc. I'd like to Doc, have him back. if you're listening, yeah, if for all of those you wondering who Doc Coyle is, the guitar player from the Bad Wolves also is the second guitarist in the wedding band. He was kind enough about a year ago to join Jeff and I on a podcast for all. Awesome episode. I would like to have him back, especially considering that his other band, God Forbid, is finally reuniting yes. to play some reunion uh festival dates and i would love to get his take on how that whole thing came together because i was a huge god forbid fan so to see that make its way back around that's cool almost as cool as michelle's five days on the south american black ticket with the dream no more meet and greet i gotta ask michelle is there a song oh there we go that was the that question I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a twist on it though. Michelle, okay. is there a song from those five shows that you don't really care for and wish they'd skip? Which we ask you, what is your song that should not be? You know, you know it's a tough it's a tough question, but uh, the unforgiven could be avoided, could be skipped. Wow. Uh, wow. Besides Argentina, because it saved my life. <laughs> Save. I don't like that song, but it saved my life. <laughs> That's right. I got a breather. But, and, uh, <laughs> but I would, I would play instead. Uh, Hit the lights. Hit the lights for me. Sounds perfectly live. So you want to get rid of Unforgiven and put in lights in its place? That's right. Okay. Hey, I, I like this. This is a, a little bit of a twist on our familiar segment you know the song that should not like be a, it's like a pinch hitter yeah it's like a it's like switch stands man going from orthodox <laughs> to southpaw you know what i mean <laughs> i will say the song that should not be i we haven't heard many unforgivens over the past two years no we haven't that song usually is that's usually that's usually a dream no more setless kind of song not not the song you act so i love hearing that kind of shit well, I'm going to have to throw you on the spot one more time because we do have an in voting for all. And I wanted to go back kind of to the roots of when we started this. You know, we were picking things like musical gear or albums or things like that. You know, and it, it's definitely straight away into sometimes a vote that ends up becoming a whole episode of discussion. I want to take it back, make it a little bit more simple. I noticed that James has been playing the Chrome Snake Bite. I think for Sad but True. Am I, am mm-hmm. I correct there? Yeah. Um, as mm-hmm. far as the Sad but True Snake Bite goes, which one would you prefer, the Chrome one or the purple one that he was using on the Hardwired tour, the one that was actually a signature guitar? So the Chrome one. Yeah. Yep. The Chrome one or the the purple one. Michelle, you're familiar with what guitars we're talking about? Uh, not sure. I-, I thought you were talking about the drum color. <laughs> the... I was talking uh, about the guitar color. James's guitar? Ah, uh, James' guitar. There's the chrome silver kind of snake bite explorer. Uh-huh. 
and then the same same design same shape purple one that he's been using like on frantic and dream no more back on the tours i don't remember this guitar so this okay. is there's the chrome oh, there one nice there's nice. the chrome one and then i'll pull up the purple one here insert jeopardy music or the purple one no the chrome one is better the chrome one you're going with yeah 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 what about you shane i want you to rephrase the question again or re-ask the question essentially which snake bite just guitar for guitar yeah, well, I'm talking about specifically the Sad But True guitar, because that's obviously he was using the Chrome one for Sad But True. He used the Purple one for Sad But True and Dream No More, uh, you know, for the D-Tune. Which guitar, as far as the D-Tune guitars, did you prefer? I love when he used the Camo on Sad But True last I wa- year. <laughs> I wa- okay, so just so we're The Camo clear, one's badass. I was going to pick the Camo one versus okay. either the Purple one or the Chrome one. But maybe I'm just partial because, you know, obviously I like camo, hence my camo Yeti that I have right here. Oh, Um, nice Yeti. (laughs) So I'm partial to it. And maybe because I'm a little bit biased, I thought that that guitar would absolutely blow any other guitar out of the water. So I wanted to even it up. You're a good man. I wanted to even it up a little bit. So I went with the purple versus the chrome. You're a good man. I don't care what Amanda says about you. (laughs) Camo definitely wins hands down over any of them, no matter what. But... Between purple and chrome, I, I mean, myself personally, I'd actually probably pick the purple one. I got to go with Michelle. I'm going chrome. You like the chrome one? I think the only reason I don't yeah. pick chrome is because I've always wanted a chrome guitar. And then I finally got to see one in real life. And I picked it up. And I was like, how do I hold this thing without making it look dirty? <laughs> so it was yeah, you kind of play it because every time you'd move, you're like, oh, there's another fingerprint. There's, there's another a fingerprint. yeah, there's exactly. And I was always really partial to the purple one. I liked, you know, I just liked the way it looked. So I'm gonna have to go purple on that one. But we got it looks like we got two chromes going on. Two chromes, one purple, and voting for all. Polls open Thursday morning, closing late Thursday night with results on Friday. This is going to be interesting to see which way people go. And if you agree that the camo one, without a doubt, is the best one, please write in to impodcastforall at gmail.com and let us know that, hey, fuck the other two. It's the camo one for the win. (laughs) We should have an equipment episode. And I could see the camel being in the top five of all time Hetfield guitars it might, on many people's list. It might be up there for mine. And that's saying something considering the snake that's bite badass. might be one of my least favorite Hetfield guitars in general. But the camel wow. one, yeah, I, I don't dislike it, but just in terms of all, of all the other ones, it's definitely at the bottom of my list. But that camel one, fuck, forget about it. <laughs> Always love that guitar. Forget about it. Sometimes forget about it just means forget about it. I think I picked the Chrome because that's what he used in the Halo on Fire video. And right. that's all I'm going to say. I was I was pretty close to it. <laughs> so there's a little bit of biasness. <laughs> I, I might have touched it during the, the video. I just got to throw that out there. Hey, did you notice the fingerprint that's right above James's right arm? Yep, that's my <laughs> fingerprint. <laughs> Scan that in the FBI files and Shane Obershaw's pinky finger will come up <laughs> pinky print yeah pinky print <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. by the way if 
all of you out there, that made absolutely no sense why I just say it. Oh, my God. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That made absolutely no sense what I just said. I stuttered. I confused my words, so I'm going to try that again. And I quote, we are still one week away from our giveaway to win a piece of wood flooring from one-on-one studios. We have gotten some pretty interesting submissions, and Jeff and I are still in the process of <laughs> grading those. Win some wood and walk away. After you sharpen that booger-picking finger. Booger-picking finger, yep. I'm going to shove a piece of wood up your ass, one splinter at a time. (laughs) (laughs) We've had some great submissions, so next week you will hear the winner of the one-on-one wood flooring giveaway contest. I'm excited because some of these have been creative so far. And just remember, the more creative, maybe the better. I guess it depends on (laughs) who knows. Who knows where the mind may take people. I'm just surprised that Michelle wants to replace Unforgiven with Hit the Lights. And I think we should have him back for maybe a Dream No More set list or some Jump in the Fire trivia or finish the end of the lyric line. Maybe we can go way back and see what five songs would be in his I Disappear Desert. I'm just full of ideas tonight. You are full of ideas. You know, maybe season nine should be the retro throwback episode where we just bring back all the old segments, bring back some old guests and kind of rerun Wilson the, the volleyball is reborn. He's reborn. We're going to we're going to get the air pumping. He's he's getting inflated. <laughs> Coming up for <laughs> that's me pumping him up. That way you don't have to make a an an air. Uh, what am I trying to say? An air pump sample. Exactly. I can just create the air pump sample with my mouth. You know, I do have a Wilson that's got a face and all that stuff. So it, it's all it's official Castaway merch. We'll just wow. use him. We'll just we'll that's just legit. use him. It is legit. That's legit. I love that. We got to go to Brazil and go visit the Corey residence and meet these kids who are ultimate artists and check out Michelle's autographed drumstick and poster from five nights before the show. You're I agree. Very welcome to come. I agree. Like I Michelle, said, I've anything been else to that go. you think Jeff and I should know about? Well, I, I just want to two less thing, two less things. Yep. Uh, sure. The the first one I asked uh, Lars to keep playing at least 10 years from now. And he said, and he said, we are just getting started. <laughs> of course he did. Yep. <laughs> Lars is going to be in a fucking wheelchair with like an oxygen tank. Going, <laughs> oh, we're just getting started. I love how that quote's kind of gotten famous though. It's awesome. It's great. Says it every time. And, and the second thing that I want to, to mention is about the, the guys, the new friends that we build during this journey. It's amazing, man. I started just with my cousin. By the way, the cousin that introduced Metallica for me when I was 11. And he went with me in the the three first shows. And by the way, his uh, son is called Benjamin Lars. (laughs) It's very nice. (laughs) Benjamin Lars? Yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so you you see how crazy he is. So I appreciate him. And at the end of the tour, I had more than 50 friends and buddies, and it was amazing. And I had a friend that came from Colorado, uh, Chris, and we had a friend from Russia, Alexi. 
We had wow. friends from California, Los Angeles. Edgar, Edgar is the guy who took the pictures from James crying in Belo Horizonte. Yeah. Oh, Edgar Baradas, yeah. Yeah, I told Edgar, you are much better than Ross Hoffman. You have a big future in front of you. <laughs> well, he's nicer. That one picture he, <laughs> that one picture he got of James, where it's like the red in the background, and you can barely see James. Dude, Say it, Jeff. The lava picture. <laughs> that's the lava picture. That's what I call it now. I literally just want to shake his hand just so I can say thank you for that picture. Yeah, his guy is fantastic. I I met him first time in San Francisco doing Black Ends uh, campaign. And I met him in this tour, and uh, Edgar is a very nice guy. He even handed me a, uh, a small bottle of uh, Blackened. Nice. And I appreciate Yeah, he, he, I, I like him. And a uh, guy from He's just El trying Sol- to get you drunk so he could steal that drumstick later. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, nice guy. A guy from El Salvador, El Salvador, from Chile, from well, the whole world, you know, man. That's so, awesome. Just in five shows, just think how many people are connected through Metallica. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a, it's a family, literally, you know. That's, that's what makes it. Sometimes we forget what the set lists are, and we forget what uh, the details are. It's just were, a detail, we, yeah. We remember the people, the the travels, the memories, the the good times, some bad times, and I don't think we'll ever forget the the Metallica friends we've met over this this crazy journey. Whether it's been a year or forty years, it's. It's unforgettable. And the Dream No More experience also, I met the guy from Germany, from the St. Germany captor. He's also... St. Germany, yep, we've had them on. Yeah, there was a guy, Karsten is his name, so when I go to Europe, I know someone that I look forward to enjoy the concert together. So it's amazing. Metallica is just, just, it's all about connection. It's all about connection. Absolutely. That's why Jeff and I do the show, and we talk to people from all over the world. And I mean, just look—it's like, oh, Michelle's the guy whose kids are on Lars's Instagram. Edgar's the one that took the lava photo. Yeah, this guy from Egypt, this this girl from Australia and and um and Chile, like Camilla. This this person from you know India and Japan and Canada and Mexico and Turkey. It's just nonstop. That's what I love about it. And yep, I'd like I to thank him. I'd like to thank my mom, who spent a lot of money at the beginning of my journey by buying CDs and vinyls and so on, and also listened yes. to Metallica very loud. So she, I appreciate her, and I also, of course, appreciate Caroline, my wife, Vinicius, my son, and Julia, my daughter, for allowing me to have another family. Oh, Michelle, that's that's awesome. Well said. You got to thank the moms and sweet. Caroline. <laughs> I love that song. They play it at the Boston Red Sox game. They play it at like every bar. They play it too. everywhere. Everywhere. Before we part ways from Sao Paulo, Brazil, Jeff, I told you at the beginning of the show that you'd have to come up with a birth song that would be fitting in the first aid tent at a Metallica show. Have have you come through with that promise? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about it and I think to your surprise, I'd have to go with nothing else matters. Cause once a baby's born, nothing else matters. That's well, well said. Wow. Jeff going with a black album tune for everyone that knows Jeff's love of the black album. <laughs> right. Exactly. 
<laughs> and a huge major hit. You're going with nothing else. I'm going with nothing else. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I like that. <laughs> I, I I didn't want to you know pick the end of the line or you know I thought about maybe welcome home, but I'm like ah sanitarium. That's not a really good <laughs> world to be born into. So. <laughs> creeping death yeah no no i don't think that's a good that's not a good thing that's not gonna work don't want to be born into that well said so when you and amanda have your next child because you know that's probably gonna happen again nope i'm gonna get in touch with the hospital staff and have nothing else matters on standby uh no nothing else matters can't be played in the hospital it's just it happens if it's live that's fine if it's in the hospital i'm gonna go fucking rip the speakers right out of the wall There's levels to this. There's has, levels to this. It has to be live. Two in the pink, one in the stink. Oh my god! And we're back. <laughs> back to the front. Yeah, back to the. Fr- I'm going to bed. <laughs> oh my god, Michelle, thank you so much again for coming yes, on. Thank Thanks you. for writing in season eight, episode nine. Uh, pretty much the Brazilian militia man that saw five shows, met the band. Got so much more back from the band that we all love. What a lucky guy. We can't say thank you enough. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And congratulations for your very good podcast. I used to hear, to listen to every week here in Brazil. Thank you thank so you. much. We really appreciate it. Keep it going. Hey, our our first uh, Brazilian guest, by the way. So thanks for doing that. And, and I would like to say hello to all the Brazilian militia guys. They are very passionate fans in Brazil. And... Who knows the next time they, they, another colleague from this sector could talk to you guys. We'd love to absolutely. have him on. We absolutely I want love to talk to Brazil. Your, I, want to talk, I want to talk to Michelle's cousin, too. He sounds like a diehard. <laughs> I talked to all... To anybody from Brazil that wants to come on, send us a message, shoot us an email. You're yes, more than please. welcome. Please. I got to go. It's been fun, dude. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you next week. Wash it back so you won't stand mine. Get in bed with your own kind. Live your life. Don't see mine Drape your back so you won't shine Wash your back so you won't step mine Get in bed with your own kind Live your life so you don't see mine Drape your back so you won't shine You are using what I want to give what you want Using what I want
baby. 